make you feel. Hi, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Caroline. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Clitlit, a podcast a little bit about self-help books. And a lot about how our personal narratives connect to them. Mm. What's up, you guys? How's, <laughs> how's everyone going? Hola, This is a live show. Um, Como esta? Love in the Spanish. Estas? Estas? Depends on um, Four years how, of French. how formal it is. Estas is for, like, a friend. Usted, mm. esta, is for an elder, a teacher. You're my elder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you're you. You're not. I know. You're, <laughs> you're what, five months older than me? Yeah. Anyway. Um, How I, are you doing? I am not doing well. <laughs> um, I've cried a lot this week. Uh, I, like texted my older sister it was like 7 30 p.m our time so 10 30 she lives in new york so 10 30 her time and i was like hey lo are you awake <laughs> like i tried to be so casual about it and she called me instantly <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weirdo what i know does this mean? i know like at 10 30 and i first so and i just like cried the second like even before i picked up the phone and was just like i don't know what i'm doing with my life i feel like I don't know how to not be working. I don't know how to like live a life outside of like productivity. Like it feels like so fucking capitalist that I feel like I feel like if I'm not working constantly then I'm a waste and that I'm like worthless, which I hate because it also sucks cuz like as we know, I'm in the process of promoting the third season of my web series, Dating Myself. Go watch it. So I want to kill myself less. Just kidding. The validation is never enough. <laughs> um, no matter how many views we get. Um, but uh, and then also like promoting Clitlit, it feels like it feels like there's endless work to be done because also because this is a recurring like it's, you know, with Dating Myself, it's like finite. But with this, it's like there's longevity to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kelsey and I have talked about, like, how to have, like, a sustainable working situation. But I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to stop checking my phone. I don't know how to stop obsessively, like, you know, DMing people to watch the show, whatever. And I just realized, like, I feel like I don't do anything um, just, like, for my own personal joy anymore. Like, like, I feel like everything I do feels work-related because I just, like, believe in my career so much, which is good. Like, I want to be, like, I like all of the work I do. I like the behavioral work I do for my day job. I like doing the podcast. I like doing filmmaking shit, but um, I'm, like, when was the last time I did something, like, just for funsies? I don't know. Even on, like, Kelsey and I went to the beach on 4th of July and had, yeah. like, so much fun. Like, you could use more elements of play in your life. Yes. Because even that. I think that, too. That's why I love improv. Or I, know, I think Improv that's, makes me want to die. That's and that's probably I, why. I think that's why I got back into it this year is because I was, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, playful and fun. Yeah, I feel like I don't do anything playful or fun. And I've already started thinking about, like, other things I want to work on this year. And I'm, like, can I not just, like, take a break? Especially when you do drugs and drink less. It's like that is playing as an adult, <laughs> right? essentially. Right? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I still, when did I, I got, a, I visited my best friend in Denver and 
um, got a little shwasty there. And I, I was really happy for myself because I was like... Oh, you like, did karaoke. I did. Oh, my God. It was so fun. We did Old Town Road and brought the <laughs> fucking house down. Like, it was insane. Um, but um, I feel self-conscious that I called her my best friend because you're also my best friend. I have many best friends. But anyway. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, same. Was that rude? Okay, no. No, I have also many. Yeah, yeah. We, we have many friends, friends, not to brag. I know, like, <laughs> yeah, big brag. <laughs> so many friends. No, I have probably, like, like four people from high school I call my best friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, three people from college. I feel really lucky. This is a brag. Yeah. But I'm also a Taurus, and I don't let go of people. Famously, I am, like, best friends with my um ex-boyfriend like we dated for six months in 2013 and it was fun it was great and fast forward six years later and I still see his mom twice a year (laughs) because she lives near my grandpa so whenever I visit him I'm like let's get lunch and she'll always buy me a drink and I'll get like a little lit (laughs) if you cross me I will cut you out of my life instantaneously (laughs) (laughs) see that's the difference because I'm like no I'll still hold out hope lol and it never works out but no no but i whatever well that's what i've that's the silver lining of this week that i've realized like how many cool people i have in my life that i can you know cry to and there's no you know it's just like instant um support yeah so so that's really nice but i don't know what's going on with me i'm not depressed i'm just tired which always feels like sadness to me because it's so like I just feel so slow and like no rest is enough which is similar to like how I feel about sleep when I'm depressed that it's like I could sleep 24 hours and it's like still not enough um so that's where I'm at um I don't I don't feel any catharsis from that share and I usually do oh that oh that reminded me I went to a slaw meeting on Tuesday night uh yeah, I tweeted about it. That's um, I tweeted about it. I was just going to go on a walk in the neighborhood. So I was wearing like spandex booty shorts and this bright red sweatshirt that says tip her. And it's like to support sex workers. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to go to a slaw meeting. And then I was like, whoa, I feel like I shouldn't be like wearing this outfit. But whatever. I my Or you person. should at least be being filmed. why as a documentary about sloth or like a show it could be fictional yeah i've been thinking i want to i want to write a short film about about like sloth it's the weirdest place um but uh sex and love addicts anonymous for those of you who don't listen to every week and if you don't then like fuck you but just kidding we love you um I saw this guy who I haven't seen. He was at my first meeting, and, and he came up to me after and was like, hey, I really like your share. And I was like, oh, thanks. Because um, I think to outside people, I seem really vulnerable. Like, if they're not in the, like, performance community, I seem, like, really vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know any of you, so, like, I will tell you, like, what's going yeah. on. <laughs> um, and then he and I talked for, like, 45 minutes, whatever. And then I hadn't seen him at a meeting in a while, and then I stopped going for months. And then he was there on Tuesday night and um we had a nice talk but he kind of was like I bet you won't come next week he was kind of being like jokey but I was like Mm. honestly now I want to come just to spite you and then he gave me the phone number of this woman who maybe he was trying to to. like reverse psychology I know into coming and now I was like well now I feel competitive about it 
uh <laughs> i will be there no i don't know that's the thing is i kind of i will be the best at slaw. i know i like come and go as i please and i'm very non-committal with it which is you know <laughs> a pretty sloth thing to do but um no he gave me the number of this woman i was talking to and she's like available for sponsorship and i was like i so i did text her yesterday because i was feeling so shitty and she was really nice in her response and now i'm like well now i don't want to text her back like now that the opportunity has like presented itself i'm like i don't want to text her back and every time i think about this and talk about this i'm like oh my god this feels so dramatic like i don't need to be doing this i'm totally fine but then like things will happen i mean i told you i've been like obsessive obsessively talking about this like stupid guy or no obsessively thinking about him i try not to talk about him but i do uh so anyway that was a really long share how are you doing i'm okay i just feel like i've been stuck in this rut like this specific rut for like the last like three two or three months since i had my psychotic break but then like was that really that long ago it was a long time ago it's been it was yeah it's been a long time yeah Uh, but then like just like with mental illness like how you're saying like you feel like worthless Mm -hmm. or you would feel worthless not doing anything like that's how I feel all the time yeah um because I feel like I'm not doing anything but basically like I'm having like the other side effects with like water retention and like my ankles are swollen like mm-hmm. I'm nine months pregnant. Oh, <laughs> I should we should put that pick up on the pot <laughs> or on the on the Instagram. Is Kelsey pregnant? Or oh my just god! And uh, like my muscles have all been like deconditioned, so I haven't been able to like work out for like three months, and it hurts to walk, and it's mm. crazy. And I it's taken me like so long to just get like a primary care physician because I haven't had one. And then they're like, we can't switch any. I think it's the Depakote, but they're like, we can't make any changes. Wait, and what do you think the Depakote is doing? I think Causing all, the, all, the physical, yeah, all the physical mm. side effects, I think, are from the Depakote. And they're like, oh, we can't change anything until you see a primary care doctor. So I, like, finally have an appointment. I feel like that was really loud. I was getting my water out of my bag. I just, like, feel dehydrated. Kelsey was talking about being dehydrated before this, and I was like, I'm dehydrated. Yeah, I'm super, super dehydrated. But, um, yeah, I just, like, feel like I'm in a rut with that. I'm having, like, a bunch of, like, brain fog and, like, brain block, too, where it's, like, Ugh. really easy to, like, lose my train of thought. So I'm like, where was I even going with this right now? But basically um, i'm just like what was they even talking about okay well just the side effects of depico and that they can't so you can't go off of it right now no because you just switched off of lithium yeah i can't so how long no it has it doesn't have anything to do with the lithium well i just figured because you changed so recently that they didn't want to like change it again no i don't know it's like there he's like it might he's like it might be a heart problem but like you should just he's like we don't want to go right to like a cardiovascular or cardiologist whatever Whatever. i don't know so i'm just like like, i can't like fucking do anything oh i know what i was gonna say but then so basically like i had the psychotic break where like to catch you up if you haven't been listening like i uh went into like like a brief psychosis one night and like was like hallucinating mice all around my apartment and like the police were called twice and it was real. it was like the scariest thing that's like ever happened and like I was basically like traumatized by that mm-hmm. and then it activated like 
my like the OCD, OCD yeah. to like a level that like the OCD has never been at. So like since then, like every night, like I haven't been going to sleep until like the sun comes up because of like the OCD checking behaviors for mice. And what then do it's, you like, check? Okay, that's what it is. Are you going around your apartment like checking? Yeah, it's like I'll close my eyes and then I'm like where is it and like have to like get up and like go check it's literally like the true life like i have ocd yeah. episode from like i want and i was gonna say like oh my god like um what if i come over and help you like clear shit out of your apartment so no you that's, can not, see that's clearly. not how it works i know and then i was like that's literally what like a normie would say to you <laughs> i was like i can't believe i would suggest that yeah no, i just love like, cleaning but anyway when i went to my mom's house like a couple weeks ago it was like, even yeah it was there too. it's still there and like Ugh. whatever yeah so it's i know what do you even i don't know do for that like then, what do you do i well i have to do fucking exposure therapy again which i like already Ew. already had to do last year for social anxiety but then it's like it's activated my social anxiety too and i think that my social anxiety is like more linked to my ocd than like they originally thought because like yeah how is tell me social anxiety is just like you have obsessive thoughts but it's like the compulsion is just always to avoid whereas like with ocd the compulsions are different but it's like they're well so isn't they're that very kind similar. of like pure oh ocd kind yeah of so i think they just like didn't well i did get like finally like actually diagnosed with ocd this week because before i was <laughs> i know you text me that and i was <laughs> like welcome to the club congrats yeah as we said in our promo it was like we were both like well like I we know. don't like have to have this but then yeah i officially got diagnosed i don't remember when a couple months ago or something yeah and, and then my psychiatrist was like i was like oh another one and he was like well, actually, not another one because uh, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned that you've had this your whole life that you've uh, had obsessive thoughts right? and phobias and since like, you were wait. seven. So you've just been living this way forever. And I was like, okay, yeah, You're but it's wrong. like when you like tell me that it's like yes, we're a hundred percent confirming it. It like feels differently. Like like when I got diagnosed with like bipolar one, like. It's like, I don't know, it's like that, whatever, but I like cried all the way home and it just, it like shakes you. It is, there's something really weird. It's, it's like a relief for it to be confirmed because then you don't feel like, you know, quote unquote crazy. But then you feel trapped in it. it. Yeah. And I feel like, well, I had uh, major OCD like flare ups when I got diagnosed with bipolar type two because I couldn't stop. um, It's like, I wanted to get to the bottom of it because I like, I wouldn't stop thinking about whatever my experiences and I would just like stay up for hours like googling other people's experiences to either confirm or deny if I like actually had it something I'm still self-conscious about because I feel like uh uh that it doesn't feel as like legitimate but I but I know inside like I know (laughs) the times that I know I've experienced hypomania so I'm like I don't know. It is what it is. But then at the same time, my therapist is, like, kind of, like, anti-labels, which, like, originally pissed me off. But I realized that, like, I really, 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 really cling to these labels because I want – I wear them as, like, this badge of, like, oh, I am fucked up. Like, I – these are the reasons I do these things and – which is, I don't know, helpful and hurtful. Yeah. Because, again, it's like, okay, then you have a community for it and you can, like – understand it you know knowledge is power you can understand it more but then it's also like I just I just like obsess over it and think about it 
constantly and you know we both said we're like back on dating apps and I've, I've been thinking about it a lot dating always I've said this before dating always brings up I feel like so much bullshit for me um that I hate but uh, that it just reminds me that I'm like oh and if I start dating someone like when do I when do I slip into conversation that it's like by the way this stuff yeah I feel like I don't know I I want to lead with it because it's like I want to like put it all out there to like so it's like here like you can like immediately reject me if you want right to, so that well, I don't then have it to feels like, like deal a, with it later a fine line between like vulnerability like being honest and vulnerability dumping oh yeah oh I no love it would 100% to, be vulnerability yeah, dumping yeah so and I also don't want to use it as like an excuse for my behaviors but it's like but it also informs the person like why I do these behaviors I think the same thing about slaw too and I've obviously like talked about it openly now that I'm like there's no hiding that I like go to these meetings and I'm like ooh, that's gonna be interesting to talk about someday in a relationship but I also have to like stop thinking about the future like it, it is what it is whatever yeah um another fun thing that happened yesterday was I was driving and I was on Facebook oh, no. and my I got like invited to like like a random page by my like ex-boyfriend's friend <laughs> and so I like clicked on it I was like oh like what is this page and then I saw like the like other people it's like so and so and like has liked it and so it had like the very tiny profile pictures yeah and I saw that he has a new profile picture with a small blonde girl oh, no. I didn't I didn't click on it but I was like oh and then I was like oh wait I think that he actually is a serial monogamous because I was like mm. he did date a lot of people like he only had girlfriends before me I don't think he was like really like a hookup person ever, well yeah. he's anyways i'm not gonna insult <laughs> someone's aesthetic um, <laughs> but um yeah so i was like i don't know even though i have like no i don't want anything to do with that relationship anymore it's still kind of like stung i was like i was like oh he moved on before me or like you know it just like mm, made me feel shitty and i had my windows down was blasting um <laughs> i've been listening to the santi santi have never known how to say it album by the academy is for the last few days just like at full volume and had my windows down and then a fucking bee flew into my window and i was like it was like five o'clock i was in westwood in like stop and go traffic and there was a convertible next to me and i I was like screaming and like put my car on park and like opened my door and they were just watching me and like then it like terrifying it like got in like a corner where it was like trying to crawl out and like I couldn't kill it it was just a mess and then I eventually was just like driving without a seatbelt and like finally like oh my god pulled up behind a bus because I like didn't want to get stung I don't know I'm you were ready to like hop out of the fucking yeah, car. Also, also, like a part of my OCD has to do with bugs and yes, birds. it's it's like it's vermin as well or, as yeah. bugs. So it like was more than a bee would be for like a normal person. Um, but eventually, <laughs> I did kill it. And then ten minutes, I was like on my way to group therapy. And then literally what happened to you when you got your hosier ticket, I was fucking stopped at a light holding my phone, not even looking at it. And there's a fucking motorcycle cop that comes up next to me and then pulls me over. And I'm like, (gasps) you got pulled over. Yes. And I'm like, I wasn't I wasn't looking at the directions. I wasn't changing a song. You know, how I just hold it automatically and like. 
whatever. And, uh, yeah. Motorcycle cops. They fucking, they peer in. I, oh, I'm so annoyed for you. I know. That is so fucking annoying. It was not great. Yeah. Wow. Well. Whatever. And it's funny because I was like literally thinking about tweeting earlier in the day yesterday like it's crazy that i have never been pulled over for being on my phone because i'm like i risk my life it's like i want to do a stand-up joke about this i haven't written it yet but i've thought about it for a while where it's like i risk my life every day and i like pretend that i'm in the army and then i'm like for instagram while driving (laughs) and that's the kicker it's so bad and yeah. we shouldn't joke about it. Like, but we do. I almost crashed my car. Oh my on, god! On, when I was on Hinge last girl, that's a metaphor for dating. <laughs> yeah, and then our water drinking is so loud. I know, today. and then the, I'm self conscious, but and then I matched with the girl, and I was excited, and then she was what? fucking married, and they were like looking for a third. Dude, every woman I've matched with on Hinge is polyamorous. Everyone in their in their bio is like. Only date me if, like, you're okay with ethical non-monogamy, heart, heart. And I, I can't do it. It, t- do it sends it me into a really bad place. I've said that I'm, like, maybe if I'm, like, married to someone for years and then we're, like, hmm, let's, like, spice up our life a little bit. But even if I did that, I would honestly just want to hire a sex worker because I don't want to, uh, I know my yeah. experience as being, like, a unicorn for people. And it just kind of, you feel I felt used like no matter what like no matter how nice they were no matter how open they were no matter because it was always just like when we're done yeah when we're done it's like okay bye like can you leave so we can like cuddle and be cute and I'm like at least fucking pay me yeah so I'm sure they weren't even cuddling and being cute I don't know a lot of them I feel like got off on on like Mm. on the taboo part of it and or just you know people who have like given me the runaround and like keep planning like wanted to plan to hook up with me again and just I feel like they were turned on just by the idea I know so Kelsey got sunburned and like the skin picker in me like I've honestly been distracted this entire fucking time I didn't know her that skin it was is that flaking bad. and I'm like I just have to breathe through it um okay I want to introduce our guest She's fucking awesome. Well, wait. We should wait. introduce the topic first. Well, okay. We're talking about DBT today. Dialectical behavior therapy. Yeah, a super fun one that I've been looking forward to because I'd love to learn more. And um, yeah, so we have Tara McGorry on today, comedian and filmmaker, Woo. who I've like followed you on Twitter for a while and always thought you were really cool so I'm glad that you're yeah. here. Yeah. Welcome to the pod. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. coming on. Uh, How's it going? For having me. Of course. <laughs> um I haven't I like I sincerely haven't been up this early in like five years. Oh. <laughs> that means so what much. time do you what time do you work usually? Eleven thirty. Mm. Mm. And that's how that's much nice I want to talk about DBT. Oh my God. Thank you for I being here. I'm so excited. I feel like you're knowledgeable. <laughs> Kelsey has taught me a lot about DBT. Yeah. And so now I'm like excited to learn more. Basically, I just, I know like you know a lot about it. So I like wasn't even going to describe it more. But basically, okay, so it's called dialectical behavioral therapy. And it comes from CBT, but it like mm-hmm. combines behavior therapy like classic behavioral therapy with just like a shit ton of validation because like 
people are too sensitive to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. be like cbt can be really invalidating for people so it feels they, like clinical they needed more acceptance sometimes. yeah and how's the difference from acceptance commitment wait ex- what acceptance? acceptance and commitment yeah. therapy, therapy came after dbt okay so um, it was cbt dbt act Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear ACT, I just think of that goddamn test in high school. Oh, the act, yeah. yeah. I want to do ACT. You do. It's, it's I have amazing. a little book. I have a book that I got new, halfway that's through. That's the hot new therapy in the therapy scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then most people who go to DBT have already had like tons of therapy, mm-hmm. and being okay. heard and understood isn't enough, and they need solid and specific techniques to navigate life. So it's like this gives you tools that you can use on a daily basis to like fucking live and not fall apart because like i know i was in therapy for years and it's like someone just like listening is not enough right you need to be told like what to do because i feel like we're um i don't know the people we interview on this podcast and us in general i feel like we're used to like puking our thoughts up onto anyone so i'm like i don't really need help in that yeah i need help in like an action plan um which i think sometimes therapists seem averse to because they don't want to tell you what to do but i'm like i don't know there's a way to do it that's I'm like, I didn't get the degree in this. Like, I need someone. I'm like, you know how to deal. Yeah, it's like, give me a fucking coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, um, so what's your experience with DBT? And, like, how did you come to <clears throat> it? Who introduced you to it? Uh, Why are you doing it? Well, <laughs> I feel very similar about what you guys are saying. It's like, I've been in therapy for, like, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And tool-based therapy, like, did change my life. And it was only... I did a DBT program... I guess now, like, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I graduated in November of last year. Nice. Actually, I love I thought, how they say graduated. I know. That's sweet. Well, it was a year long. It was, a, it was really intense. I have intense. my little suds. How were, was it? Um, I have a certificate. I have it hung in my room. Oh, oh my I God. I didn't that. get a certificate. Did Oops. you do, like, a program? Yeah, I did resilience. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, like why would anyone <laughs> know, know like, the name of a um, It's a very famous one. No. Um, was, it, was it outpatient? Yeah. Okay, so, so I, you just went, how often, you just, like, went to a meeting? Like an IOP. It was at the Hollywood Mental Health Clinic. Nice. Oh, cool. So, any, like, so people who are listening to this and who want to do DBT, and it's actually, I don't, I'm, like, working class and don't have any money, and so if you have Medi-Cal, it's free, and it's oh, also a sliding God. scale at the Hollywood Mental Health Center, and, like, that's, that's awesome. big, big information I definitely want the world to yeah. know because... Yeah. So you all have to tell us, like, the link and everything. We'll put it in the show notes of how people can, like, find... Yeah, just, like, Google Hollywood Mental Health Clinic. It's, like... what? How do you qualify to, like, go... Can anyone, like, do the, the DVD program? Yeah, and you just get on a waiting list. Anyone can do it. Yeah. I honestly got... So, like, it's funny to be here, which is, like, next... The Ruby, which is in Hollywood. I don't know how yeah, specific like we're supposed to talk, but... So I used to like religiously go to next door a podcast. Oh yeah, which is where I met Jake. I've always yeah, wanted to talk to an engineer. Person. I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 okay, but just please don't talk back though. No, <laughs> I've always wanted to like I've always wanted to yell at an engineer. On, you know, on podcasts like they're always like when yeah. they talk to an engineer and like an engineer talks and then they're like, "Shut up." <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait to do that. Shut up, podcast. Jake. No, my yeah. favorite thing to Shut do. Shut up. I never. Shut up. What is this? Love Island? <laughs> oh, I don't know. God. I just wanted to do an accent. I I'm know. sorry. 
No, my favorite thing to do is like being on a film set and when my mic is turned on and like I'll whisper to this sound, I'll be like, <laughs> and he'll be across the room and he'll Aww. be like, yeah. So yeah, Jake, <laughs> it feels so Jake weird, does but... sound on like everything I've ever made. Oh, so like that's Jake amazing. has seen me like be a full on screaming psychopath and like, ev- like and it. then with multiple takes. <laughs> so like. Oh, I thought you meant like as a director, you were a screaming psychopath as oh no actor? i'm also the star of all my stuff oh my gosh uh <laughs> hey. <same> thing, yeah <laughs> love it I'm a nurse. no i'm just i don't we know do it yeah i'm just mentally ill i guess so, like, <laughs> i mean <clears throat> i got into comedy because i was like oh i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> essentially if i don't fucking talk yeah um and then so i was like oh i'll just make a bunch of stuff that's like all my demons yeah and so i was like my first stuff was like oh uh, these are just like literally everything wrong with me and then it hit a point where, like, I, like, kind of confused, like, yeah, attention from mental illness with, like, I don't know, like, it's really hard because you can get really validated with your mental mm-hmm. illness in the comedy scene in a way mm-hmm. that's, like, really scary, and I'm trying to, like, not do that anymore because right. people are like, yeah, wow, she's crazy. Yeah. Like, wow, she's so funny because she's being so real about being crazy, but, like, then in my brain... So I never even said the end of that story, but I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm 31. So like all, what you guys were saying earlier about diagnosis, like that, I, I'm i also not really like labely, but when I did look it up, I was like, oh, this is what yeah. I have. Yeah. I was going to say what's wrong with me, but mm-hmm. I like, that's not how I think anymore. I'm just like, oh, this is what I, oh, I have this. Like, I need to go to this. I need to do, I have a mood disorder. Yeah. yeah. I've just been diagnosed, like, depressed and anxious and living in a fucking hell Same. for, like, for, for my whole, like, so long. Yeah. Oh, I have, and I'm, I went to school for psychology, and I'm even a behavioral therapist, and I never even heard of Borderline mm. until a podcast that I would religiously go to next door, which is Harmontown, like, he brought up, because someone he worked with has borderline and then Mm. he's like a narcissist so he's like do i have borderline and he like named all the there's like criteria Mm -hmm. for it and then i'm sitting in the audience and i'm like oh my fucking god (sighs) this is what i have (laughs) yeah and then the guy who like worked for that podcast who had borderline he gave me the information for he did the program at hollywood mental health and he was Uh. like hey this is a free program and i'm like okay and then i went and like I just, I didn't even have to get on the waiting list because they were like, oh, yeah, you need this program. <laughs> they so just ushered like, you right in. Yeah. Which is like. <laughs> um, VIP access. It's weird. You guys don't. I love that. It's like, it was VIP access. But I also mm-hmm. know how to like, <laughs> I know how to be crazy to like push yeah, the, work system. the system. Yeah, work the system. I know how to get like, I know like, I get, di- I get prescribed like Xanax, which is like, if you are in the poor mental health world, like you're. That's a huge deal. Yeah. So you really have to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it is I true. I know they really don't like handing that out. No. no. They really I'm don't great like at it. Getting, I'm like recovering from an Ativan addiction. Oh. I got up to 10 a day prescribed. Oh my God. <laughs> was, Who allowed It was a wild that? time. It was a psychiatrist Legally. at Cedars. And then like oh when God. I had to go to the ER a few months ago, there I was like, oh, I'm recently sober. And they were like, oh, from what? And I like explained it. They were like, who gave you that? And I said the name and the woman was shocked. And I, I was like, yeah, like he works here. And she was like, 
gonna know who he is and oh god like, I don't know. how many milligrams was that per ten, day? 10 milligrams oh a day. 10 okay i thought you meant you were taking 10 fucking pills a day what do people usually well there were one milligram pills mm. what do I mean, people like usually a, take for psychiatrists are crazy yeah. well they just they're like give me that fucking money yeah they will i've had psychiatrists <laughs> i've had psychiatrists like like i have borderline and i've been like oh i have borderline and then like what really like kicked me into program was like I got I was addicted to like Adderall too and which mm-hmm. really like was like fucking with my mood yeah. swings and the like horrible horrible ways were like really really bad and then um, I had like a psychiatrist I was seeing at the time was like pers- not only prescribed me Adderall when I said I had borderline but then was like well and then put me on an antidepressant was like and then I was like oh I don't want to take the Adderall anymore because I feel like it's not good for my moods I like facilitated to take myself off Mm -hmm. and then when she upped my antidepressant she was like well if you gain weight we can just put you back on the adderall (gasps) (laughs) oh my god like okay that's like a horrible insane thing to say (laughs) what is wrong with psychiatrists why um, do, do most of them are pill heads themselves to be honest yeah. Yeah. i'm like do any do, for to get a degree in that to get your um, phd do, you, do they have to take any like i'm like they need like empathy courses or like to take more like psychology courses or something no. instead of just but it's all doctor no, like it's, there it's, was it's a doc- girl yeah. in my dbt program like in my like partial hospitalization like outpatient one and she was like in school to become a psychiatrist and all of she said like a lot of her classmates were shaming her for like taking the time off of school and Jesus. it's like you're fucking I'm like, like what do becoming you think psychiatrist you're doing? Yeah, it's like, like that's what you're gonna refer patients to do yeah. like I like cannot yeah I just my psychiatrist is so like stone cold and it feels so clinical and I'm so her like the couch that I sit in is like uncomfortably far from where she sits and it's not like she's at her desk like there's nothing in between us but it's she's like six feet away from me so like I have to wear my glasses to like <laughs> look into her eyes I'm like that's like kind of weird but it just feels like she there's no I'll never forget that like okay so your first meeting is like a 50 minute whatever and I thought because I've only had experience with therapy so when I went in for the second meeting I started like going on and on about how you know this affected me and that and I think it's doing this and the medication is and she was like I don't know in some I can't remember how she said it but she was like you know this is only 15 minutes like this is a medication management thing and I was like oh like and I had already spent like 10 minutes just kind of like rambling and I was like okay I mean I don't even see my psychiatrist oh me neither yeah the way my psychiatrist got me to come see her last time was by rejecting my refill of my mood stabilizer so I couldn't even get an emergency refill and I was leaving the next day and when I called her like crying and like like I'm not okay because like I was about to go on a family trip whatever she laughed okay I'll have a seizure from withdrawal I know (laughs) because I was at I think 150 milligrams I don't know something it was it was like a decent dose and I'm like to stop like I'm not gonna stop that cold turkey and when I called her when she called me back she didn't even answer and then she called me back and she literally laughed and she's like oh that's just how I get my patients to come back and I was like right because she doesn't even have my email so it's not like like she does not want to correspond with me and so I'm like you could have just fucking called me like I've been I was stable on the dose that I was on for like a year 
so that's why I haven't gone to see her. But I'm like, oh, right, like probably every six months is a good, you know, time yeah. to go. I mean, it's very, yeah, there's a, dehuman, there's a dehumanization yeah. too. I couldn't believe she literally laughed as if like, <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you know I need this medication. Like, That's why me and all what? my friends are on Zoloft. <laughs> <laughs> and we regularly have to like give, e- like, give each other. Yeah, yeah, because when you guys know this is mental, like when you're mentally ill, you do fuck if you like have an off month or whatever you fuck up and you don't get your script filled. yeah yeah, yeah. like you don't the amount of times i've withdrawn from fucking antidepressants it's a it's horrible Mm -hmm. because like if you the system is so against you and like if Mm -hmm. you don't have the money or you can't go pick it up or you feel like you can't do it like and then but that's why it's like oh i don't know yeah there have been times i have to like ration yeah my i'm so happy like literally here especially all my group of friends is on Zoloft. Like, mm-hmm. So you just pass <laughs> like it around. So and we do pass it around. It's I know. So we, you fucking have to We sometimes. joke that, like, <laughs> I'm, like, little pharma, but, like, I feel like we low-key, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm a little pharma. Little pharma. It, it, that should be your rapper name yeah, if you ever get into that. And I will. <laughs> <laughs> and it will probably be soon. <laughs> I love that. No, I will <laughs> What are some of your favorite DBT skills? <laughs> uh, I didn't even realize I was like actually using DBT until DBT is so funny because it's like you enter that program. Did you do it twice? In our program, you go through all the skills once for six months and then you do it again. So you're literally double learning. Mm-hmm. So the first time I was just so like angry at the idea that something so simple could mm. <laughs> help me. Yeah. I was like, it's like, uh, like, and everyone is in, in my like group was like, also just like, res- you resist everyone it. You're like, yeah, angry. right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Mindfulness is going to cure me. I know. The craziest person I know. Yeah. Like, well, because the word mindfulness, I feel like has <laughs> been co-opted by like a, a face mask mental health warriors um because i remember when kelsey first introduced i was having like really bad panic attacks and you started talking about dbt stuff and you brought up mindfulness and i remember thinking like that sounds like i'm like how is that gonna help and my yeah. therapist did the same thing and it actually helped like so much but when she first told me i like uh, she was like caroline the look on your face and i was like yeah because people have been talking about mindful like meditation will cure depression whatever and i'm always like so like honestly fuck you i know but it's it, like it, it is it is very frustrating for people who are like i mean and i like i do subscribe now to like mindfulness and mm-hmm. i actually used to teach mindfulness in schools and i am like a yoga teacher awesome. and i am like i have to lean towards like the woo stuff because i'm like Oh, I there's it no helps. other. I love the woo woo stuff. I know, now. me too. Way, but I've been converted. The <laughs> saying like, mind like, it's so hard because it's, it's so crazy the idea that the simplest thing, which is like being present in what you're doing, is so like okay, like even when you guys were talking, I was like, and you guys were even talking a little bit about like having distraction issues and stuff, and it's just like, I'm trying to practice right now, like oh, I'm trying to be um present in the moment I'm in, mm-hmm. and it sounds so like lame to even say like mm-hmm. to live in the now it's like you it's i have to like hard. even roll my eyes when i say yeah i'm trying to live presently because well, people are like what do you mean <laughs> you high-minded bitch yeah. like <laughs> and i've even been joking about it like it's just like it is a joke to be like mindful and like present and like li- live in the now well and it, i don't know and then you have to keep reminding yourself like constantly i feel like to be well i think it's, it's it. quite it's just like okay 
it's I work I'm a nanny so I work with like kids in the day so it's a lot of time is like in my own head so it used to go like really bad where I would just like oh obsessively think about like everything wrong and like Mm -hmm. catastrophize in this like horrible way but now I'm like I live my life like so I guess it's because it's ADHD like I feel like a different human being like I feel like I've like people say like when like like I feel like elevated in Mm -hmm. terms of just like oh I can just like be yeah now and it's like like when you accept the moment to quote Marsha Linehan you have to like radically (laughs) the creator of dbt is this woman named marcia linehan who was like doing behavioral therapy and then she was like oh we need validation and then she now she's like a fucking like monk she's awesome because she she was like she had borderline and she was like oh i need this i need something to cure me and she was like she's actually working with like she has a really i think it's the new york times there's a really good article about like her origin story and she like was she worked like suicide patients a lot i think she talks about her like yeah, she was, like, suicide studying suicide stuff. and, like, why people wouldn't work with them and yeah. stuff. Because, mm. like, a lot of people, don't, a lot of therapists don't want to work with people with mood disorders or people who are highly suicidal because... They do. If, if, yeah, you can get sued or it's, like, if they have, like, kids at home, it's, like, and they're going to be, like, ca- getting called by the patient all the time. It's, yeah. like, you don't get paid more for, like, a client who's more to handle yeah so most yeah i I don't have a therapist right now because most the last therapist i tried to go to i mentioned borderline and they were like yeah like it's just you really it's so were they just like not into it and then you chose not to go back or um no it's it's most people won't take it on because it's uh yeah it's super discriminatory yeah and kind of what you were saying but also like now i I call myself, like, an aware borderline, so I feel like that's, like, mm-hmm. switching, because I technically don't really have it anymore. I, I, like, qualify, I test it out after a program, which is, like, why the label stuff is, like, good and not mm-hmm. good, because, like, I actually really had to recently defollow a bunch of borderline stuff on my Instagram, because it does feed into, yeah. like, the narrative. It does feed into, like, oh, okay, I do have these, like, like my big thing is like splitting in the black and white thinking and so like Mm -hmm. i'll like i like all i could it's nuts so like when i read people who are like i'm just like oh god like it just like makes sets me off where i'm like oh now i'll just follow accounts where i like (laughs) there's one i love called like a holistic psychiatrist I feel like I followed them because of you. Oh my god! Because you've posted and about I d- them every day. I'm like that's and like the social media. I'm like now just turning my social media into like my own self help mm. thing because it's just like so. Basically, we're all reparenting ourselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's where like DBT comes in because it's like oh, we're either like most of us in our generation, whoever, or in comedy in Hollywood, are like mentally ill we're like over parented or under parented mm-hmm. and like have no boundaries none of mm-hmm. us not have healthy their relationships i go to slaw coda alanon i'm an addict the whole I'm shebang a, I'm, love I'm it a co- i'm a like what like <laughs> deep i'm like trying to like <laughs> you're just stuttering terror i like <laughs> basically like 
I don't know. I was like <laughs> going to talk about a breakup, but then I'm like trying not to talk about it because I feel very obsessive. Oh, yes. all, all yep. we do. Yep. My yep. last yep. relationship yep. was over two years ago. Hers was four, and it's always <laughs> it's all we talk about Still. every episode. So like, oh, okay. feel yep, free. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, I <laughs> basically went through a like horrible, horrible breakup like nine months ago. Mm-hmm. I was at the end of my program. This is someone who like I we lived together. And, like, we were together for, like, two and a half years. Oh, my God. We were creative partners. Like, they knew I had borderline. I got diagnosed as borderline with them. They worked with me so much and had, like, so much compassion. But I, as a classic borderline, pushed them as four because they loved me so much. I pushed them. I was, like, "Ah," like, not consciously. Kind of. I was kind of conscious. I pushed them as far as possible and did a lot of things that I regret and like also feel really like some horrible behavior stuff that like really is not okay but the conversation is that yeah it is mental illness but like where do we like take responsibility yeah and I like and he essentially was like by staying with me enabling like Mm -hmm. all my problem behaviors it's not his fault it's not my fault it's just like we when you're in codependent unhealthy relationships the toxicity can get to such levels and we also bled over our we also did comedy together which so and then we fell into the role of like oh well she's the alpha bitch and i'm the beta boy and like people were like loving it yeah. in a way that yeah. was like really well and then a no fault of their own or him or i like corner yourself into that oh and it oh ah Ooh, it exploded yeah. <laughs> in a horrible way. And, yeah. like, I can't even, like, I had I've just, just taken, like, nine months off. Like, I just haven't even, I haven't done comedy. I just, like, I I basically, like, like I just blew up my life. Like, I just had to, like, reset mm. my existence because uh, I thought I was going to, like, for sure die without him. And, like, yeah. especially because, like, end of program and my, like, therapist was like, yeah. well, this is your biggest test. I'm like, bitch, like, <laughs> I'm going to die. Like, yeah. But then it is, like, literally that I am actually, like, really grateful for it. And I, like, actually thank him every day for ending the relationship because I never would have. And I probably would have mm-hmm. just stayed in that relationship for the yeah. rest of my life and been, like, and it would have like, been toxic. Yeah. yeah and I, I without losing him, I would have never, ever, ever, ever been, like, Feast yeah. with like, oh Tara, like you look. Let's actually okay. Let's look at this shit. That like, let's you have to look at this shit, man. Because you're 31 years old and mm-hmm. you're like breaking cell phones still and like doing some crazy shit and like run like your moods are nuts. Like you and like you are feeling like insane, and you're not treating people the way you want to treat them and it's like that's not okay so you gotta i realized the other day this is the longest i've been single in 10 years because i'm a monogamous dater Mm -hmm. and i also like emotionally attached to people and like it's really hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really hard being codependent it's really hard boundaries I, I feel like I don't it. know how to have boundaries. Oh, I, uh, I've never, I've never met a healthy boundary. Really? I love boundaries. I love I being love single. For you. I love. Yeah, I. It's I, self esteem. Like yeah. The, the T is girls. It's like we have to love ourselves. <laughs> Listen, I know. The, 
And coming soon is tea with tea. Imagine tea with tea. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, the tea is the it's so it's we all have such especially as women we have such low self-esteem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. myself included basically every woman i know even though they're like the fiercest most beautiful funniest that's like, what's hard people i've yeah, ever met in crazy. my life are like accepting trash and scraps from like Funny. in relationships in a way where i'm like what is this oh none of us like love ourselves and like that's even like an eye roll to be like i'm practicing self-love but like you actually do have to fill yourself or yeah. you will just continuously eat people and it can lead to like horrible st- shit i mean i feel like that's what makes like sometimes i think i think we talked about this that like comedy the comedy world is like because i feel like i put all of my worst qualities um i parade them around in in every like artistic thing that i do and um you know it's seen as vulnerable and courageous and stuff but i'm like it's a fine line for me between like first of all just obsessively doing that thing um putting all my shit out there so that people can reject me right up front Mm -hmm. um but also i feel like because i'm getting the validation from it it's enabling i mean because i used to post the most insane instagram stories and i got so much validation from it and then i realized like it was making me an absolute fucking crazy person and i did things that i really didn't like and i talked about people in a way that i really didn't like and in hindsight i'm like not like ashamed i'm like i learned from it but i just realized it comes at a cost and i think also what i was talking about earlier about like feeling worthless if i'm not like being productive I don't because it feels like my work is my life and life is my work because I've because everything I create is based so closely on like personal experience that it feels like I get all of my validation from that and I'm like I need to disconnect my self-worth from how much people will laugh at my like pitiful life which is yeah, yeah and, that and i'm is like much... i don't think my life is pitiful but it's like god but the way i talk about it, it's like I, i'm putting that energy in the world that i'm like i think i'm a piece of shit so you th- you can think i'm a piece of shit too but it's like self-deprecation is canceled there's so much <laughs> it's like, hari neff just tweeted that so who tweeted that hari neff so so it is gospel wow i tweeted that the other day oh my god wow okay great minds think alike here we go i mean yeah like so i'm this like so i moved here like three years ago and did comedy for like two years and was just basically like yeah here are all my shit and like in a way that was like (laughs) so really self-deprecating really like Mm -hmm. oh pity me i've been through i'm because i've tried to kill myself i've like been in, like when you're crazy your life is crazy so yeah. you're in you have a more yeah. you have really interesting stories so you're just like yeah. oh this is my like living wild, on the edge <laughs> my wild life like here's my roller coaster yeah. um, well and people fucking eat it up they eat it up because it is like <laughs> and then so like now i'm trying to do comedy from like a different place but i'm like whoa you now uh, now like i went to i hosted a mic last night it's just like oh shit everybody in this community is like toxic yeah <laughs> like I oh like, no i like had that feeling what do i do <laughs> the last open mic no the open mic i went i went to an open mic like two or three months ago and i actually like met you there and 
I remember afterwards feeling so psychotic that I like I ended up just getting in my car I was in my work clothes but I was in sneakers and leggings so I just like went to Echo Park and went on a really long run because I was filled with so much like as nice as it was to have the community and camaraderie that we were all like joking about suicide and talking about mental illness I was like wait but at the same time it feels like I'm I don't know it's like weighing down on me in a way that but again it's like I don't want to demonize god it's like I don't want to other myself from like people in the mentally ill community but I also it can't be the only way I connect to people yeah mm-hmm. I found that when I was like trying to fucking date people who are in couples I'm like if I if I only relate to people based off their their similar interest in being non-monogamous <laughs> like that's a really shallow like i'm like what else do we ha-? like there needs to be more than needs just commiserating well that's why it's like i think there is a cool la is cool i think because i think there's a new wave of like especially women and like queer and lgbtq community and comedy coming in now that's like or has been always been there and it's like getting devalued of like um a more communal we are we're all becoming aware that we're like mm-hmm. very mentally ill mm-hmm. like how about we like there's more support in the community like me and my group of friends are like really passionate about like supporting each other yeah. and like making sure we're like like check like checking in like mm-hmm. and not like feeding into toxicity and not too much being like oh yeah because we can go down the rabbit holes of like oh, yeah. yeah 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 so like it's so easy where it's like oh well what if we all like what if we all took because no one's gonna do it for it the thing is like no one we're not owed anything and Mm. like letting go of the entitlement stuff is really hard it's like getting past the ego shit it's just like oh well why don't we cultivate the community we want to be in yeah which is like not even like you know like a safe space but no no just like a a community of where you can feel like like supported and seen and yeah and everyone I don't know and then like healthy boundaries too like it's not and also not this like fiercely competitive like stand up is Mm. so eat doggy like it's just like why are there when I started saying that literally no support like people if anything if you're funny they don't they are they don't want to laugh yeah Yeah. like specifically yeah we're now I'm like I'm at a mic and someone's funny I'm like oh you're really funny and like keep doing this like yeah like, well, it makes me want to, like, connect with people. I've realized that I'm, like, I fucking love meeting other creatives. That's part of the reason I love doing this podcast is getting to meet, like, other people in the community and just being, like, hell fucking yeah. Like, well, let's make that short about uh, Slav. Hell yeah. Yeah. I would fucking love to. We should make a little funny show about Slav. <laughs> yeah. They're the, like, Imagine. best people and weirdest people. There's this guy who always takes off his shoes and always does really deep, like, ocean breaths during other people's shares. And I'm happy for him that he's practicing his, like, meditation and mindfulness. But I'm like, it's so distracting because he's like... Yeah. Like, as someone's crying. I've only been to one Slav meeting because I do refuge recovery usually. <clears throat> And it was a psycho. It's it was a cast. It was a cast of characters. Place. It's funny. That like day. it's yeah. funny going from That's like so funny. miking to then like meetings and then oh like gosh, back to miking. And I'm like, <laughs> I treat my shares as like a standard. Yeah, but it's like health. But everyone's like speaking in like they're like <laughs> at like meetings. Everyone like has has you know, a certain way. Has, of, yeah. We're in like comedy. Everyone's like, yeah. but now comedy <laughs> tweeted yesterday about like. 
me and my group friends all being in like 12 step programs but it's like yes. now it has been a time like time has passed but like yeah most of them had to get sober mm-hmm. or we're all realizing like we're children of like uh, like alcoholics and some you know it's a family yeah. disease there's a through line for all mm-hmm, of us mm-hmm. and it's just really funny like everybody becoming like aware of like, the self-realization oh, none of us have like self-worth none of us yeah. know how to take care of ourselves none of us are independent like oh, sometimes shit. <laughs> i get like baby fever i always work with kids and i love them so much and i feel like it teaches me a lot about being present because i know that one of my clients like i feel like her love language is definitely quality time and so there are times when I'm, like, kind of checked out and just, like, letting her do her thing. But I realize, like, it's so much better for her when I'm actually engaged. And I'm, like, it feels so good. She taught me. I mean, I, like, haven't shut up about the fact that she taught me how to, like, crochet. And it was just, like, the purest experience to just, Aww. like, be present and just do it. But, um, yeah, so sometimes I get, like, baby fever and, like, really want a baby. But thankfully I have a cover IUD, so... <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not even having sex right now. But I just like had this thought where I was like, all the things that I want to teach my future children, I'm like, I can teach them to myself. Or like the little things that I want to say to them, I realize I'm like, oh, these can be little mantras for myself. Like I don't have to wait to caretake someone else. Because also I'm like, I don't like I have I want certain things for myself before I fucking try to raise. Like I I can't like you said like reparenting, like having to support. A being outside of myself right now I'm like yeah no self-worth like I could mm. not it would just it would fall apart it's fu- well most people and have then, kids to fill them most right. people have well, kids the other things, like I don't want to fill the void just because yeah and like I joke on stage like about like <laughs> like if I I had an abortion nine years ago but like that kid if I had that kid oh my it'd be like sewn to me like it would be like they'd have like munch out like they it would be so be like co- gilmore girls oh on crack, god like codependent. Yeah. oh jesus christ yeah it would have been nuts yeah but also it's like funny you said i gotta why don't i just be my own parent or like why don't i treat mm-hmm. my because i've been raising a i've been with like the baby i'm with since they were born and so like i realized the other day like oh and they're like one and a half i'm like Oh, I am literally raising myself and this baby in the like same together, way yeah. because I don't even have basic. I'm a yeah. child. I, borderline's a child brain, pretty much. Like, yeah. DBT is like just well, with teaching. The mood, like the mood swings and stuff. I feel like yeah, it's uh, like yeah, it's impulse. It's like no mm-hmm. impulse control. It's like it's it's child's thinking because you're just like you're so like I don't know. Mm. But I'm like oh I'm I'm one like. <laughs> I need to eat. Like I'm like I'm like. Are you hungry? I'm like, am I hungry? Like I like <laughs> like listening thing. to your fucking body. Yes. Yeah. Because that's another thing about like being on my phone all the time and shit. I'm like so disconnected from like what am I feeling? I constantly have to remember to breathe, to not hold my breath, to not. Yeah, everybody. Take a breath. <laughs> Jake, can you please take a deep breath? Shut up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then to like remember to like drop my shoulders. I feel like my shoulders are fucking earrings. They're so far up close to my ears. And I'm just like, oh, it's so nice to just. And that's part of the mindfulness is like, mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. said. Remembering to check in. What's my favorite like DBT skill? Like uh, four hours ago and I never answered. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's like uh, checking in with my body. I don't even know which one. Like there's like four a lot like in the beginning of dbt is like the number one things you use are like distress tolerance it's like stuff to get you out of like panic attacky like crisis right now observe observe describe participate (laughs) yeah so just like 
all day just like that's why i was like i don't even realize i'm doing dbt and then i'm like oh yeah i am because i'm like checking in with myself all day and my literal favorite one which like i'm actually gonna post about this soon because i feel like so many people i know suffer just from like panic attacks Mm -hmm. and like don't have access to like panic attack medicine and uh so a big one it's called tip yes and it's like if you have a bowl that you can put your face in um you fill it up with like cold water you put your face in and hold your breath for 30 seconds and but if you don't have a bowl you can just like hold your breath and for 30 seconds and splash cold water on Mm -hmm. your face and it essentially like activates your parasympathetic nervous system which um like is the opposite of the fight or flight Mm -hmm. mode and it like literally will like calm it like sign like will calm wow. it activates down. the dive response yeah wow. wait is you that can... in the is that so that's dbt i want to buy yeah. this book buy this book it's, i'm gonna take a picture um, of it when we're done because i need to i want to start practicing or you can stuff. also um i like to get like tangerines or like clementines and you can put them in the freezer and then you like roll them under your eyes mm-hmm. and it also like activate that feels like a spa day too i love it yeah and it it smells good too so it like takes you out of it yeah it's things funny like anything like i'm very like like tactile yes i love tactile and i even work i work with like autistic kids and it's just like yeah like you do realize like how Mm -hmm. uh important so like another one i don't even know what they're called but like you like you kind of just like focus on like one part of your body Mm. i don't even yeah, I'm like, mm. it's funny. Oh, like God. every you're... week, you'd have to in DBT every week the diary had, card. You had to write down. Oh, this doesn't even have it. My diary card is a little different. Like every oh here it is. I don't know. Oh yeah, emotions. Every week I just have to like uh, scale my emotions. I just think that's so funny. Like scaling your emotions week by week, and then they're like yeah. charting you, and it's just like so and obviously how it can be do so it like data based. T- I think I also work with autistic people, and I have to take data on their progress. Are you a behavioral therapist? Yeah, I am. Oh, my God. I was a behavioral therapist. <gasps> really? And then I, it, there's no money in it, so I went the, I went back to nannying uh, yeah. of, uh, special needs because... I love, I love it so unfortunately, much. Unfortunately, that's where the money is. Yeah. But um, it's so interesting to me that behavior can be tracked in a quantitative way and or, I, that's why I like four functions of behavior yes oh my god I like <laughs> love talking about this right. um but like that's why well, okay this is behavioral therapy that's like oh that's so cool. okay this is we that's your behavioral therapist yes like, we gotta do it to you well I know because yes yes I really so it's like I know the acronym we use is SEAT and it's like the reasons um uh, people with special needs might like act out it's because they like are it's a sensory thing it's an escape mechanism it's an attention thing or they want access to a tangible like a object or something and mm. I think about all the time some of the things I do for escape or attention like all the fucking yes and she just waved her phone this <laughs> I'm like yes escape be, escape this is, and this attention is, the, like, this Instagram is not, stories. This is, and that is where I really we're dealing attention. with a time of like really scary that like it's like scary well, it's how a validation quick... the wrong because it's fleeting it's so fucking fleeting that's why i say it's like i i've i've wanted all these milestones for it's always the views on dating myself i look at how many views we have like multiple times a day and it's like it's never and how enough many views is that Thirty-eight thousand. Yes, bitch. Ooh, so I do. Up. I know. Wow. I do. I and it's like I am really proud of that. Wow. But at the same time, it's like you it's have a full ass like web series. 
Yeah, I have three seasons of it. Oh my god! Yeah. How many minutes are the episodes? The first, it's like between like a minute and five minutes, depending on the season. The first season was like pretty short. Wow! Episodes, but yeah, nice. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Cause it's like I want to. It's not easy I don't to know film how things. To be, I have yeah, no yeah. money, and the little things I film, I'm like anyone who films anything, I'm like, wow, yeah. congratulations. But it's like having to. Um, um, fuck. What was I gonna say? Something. Something else about validation. Something? Whatever. Oh, the, you said your Instagram story. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Yeah, just the validation. But that's why it has been really interesting to do the behavior work because I've I've gotten to do some of it on me and. And also, yeah, oh, yeah, this one. Okay, so a big thing is, like, oh, yes, this was life-changing. Okay, so essentially our brain, I really, like, my brains are tricking us. So because, like, DBT is rewiring your brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, like, a lot of times it's, like, the emotion I was feeling wouldn't fit the facts so a big thing in dbt is like checking the facts oh my god literally my favorite and skill. you literally like the main thing is like oh i'm feeling the wrong emotion for this and there's a big thing called opposite action Ooh. where if you check the facts and like the fact doesn't fit the emotion you literally just have to do that's how you change your brain you just do the opposite emotion of what you Whoa. are what you are like naturally feeling so like you are like oh i'm angry like you then have to like combat it with like turning the mind yeah where it's like you literally just like force your mood and it's like it's fucking hard at first because you're so resistant to like you have so much like sympathy for yourself that you shouldn't have where it's like i can't do that and it's like well that's not fucking working for you and Mm -hmm, it never has mm -hmm. worked so it's like just fucking do this and and it's also eventually it'll help crazy that you're like oh i just have to feel the opposite emotion what is being a person it, it kind of also feels like a uh cop out to me i'm like wait you're just literally tricking your mind into think but then it's like that's and how you rewire like, your brain so that's that how you rewire your eventually brain. it won't it'll it'll and it match does. up the yeah, emotions it and it's really really like behavioral therapy really slow really slow process so it's mm-hmm, really frustrating mm-hmm. so you're like i'm not even i'm still in the process of it yeah. so it's like it's the the results are so slow that it's like people you get so impatient because you're like oh well i did opposite action like it's just like it takes so long yeah it takes yeah. so long to combat the like lifelong brain you've had it's unlearning too a lot of it's yeah. unlearning really problem shit that you're just like so used to like it's it's nuts it's nuts <laughs> like i love check the facts which is like a lot of dbt is also like worksheets where you literally have to like write it out which is great for me and um and check the facts is like you cut you pick an event and then you catastrophize to like the absolute worst of what do i think could happen how would i handle it if that could happen and like oh yeah that's most, cope ahead right or Copa head is you make a whole plan, but check the facts is like a part of Copa head. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm such like a, I like don't like I do DBT and I love it, but I like don't. I'm obviously like a slacker. <laughs> and if you guys want to ever go out and have fun, I, <laughs> you're like I don't do any play. I'm like all I do is play these days. I love oh that. Yes. But it's not good. I, need again, to start no, doing but I know. But also again, working with kids, it's kind of. <laughs> most of the things they do is well especially the, it's summertime so i'm at camp with my client and it's like all oh, play yeah, yeah. all the time but 
But um, can we take a quick break? I really have to pee. Yes. Okay, thank you. Let's do it. And we Let's, are we rolling? We are back. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to bring in the sud, sud scale. scale. Casey. <laughs> Just go. Who's Casey? She meant to say Kelsey. I did mean to say Kelsey. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, can you read? No, but is Casey someone? Is it just a mistake? I have a really good friend from Vegas who's named Casey, okay. but yeah, I think no. Th- this week has mind. been like Casey's named my second dog. Okay. What did you say? Your second dog? Yeah, my oh. life, like my second dog I've ever had. Oh my god, this week has been like <laughs> my the... second dog. The week of me saying people's names wrong, like I called my friend Audrey Aubrey, and like as I was saying it, my eyes went wide, and she was like, "Yeah, I could tell that's not what you meant." Yeah, I did not mean to call you Casey. As I was, as worse, I was saying like, I like typed your name as Terry earlier in the week. Like I was trying to say like we have Tara on the podcast, and then I was like, "Why is this?" spelled weird and i was like oh because i typed the word terry which is Aww, a different name your name okay Teresa so we're um, is, okay Teresa so is my um confirmation name Teresa? oh my god yeah. mine was elena Ooh. are you catholic oh, we're like course. raised catholic yeah. oh mine was emiliana what 18, the f- i had to go to church yeah that's where yeah. all the fucking guilt Trauma. and shame <laughs> is oh like yeah. In yeah 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 in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, the SUD scale is... What does that stand for? It's subjective units of distress. And, like, in a DBT program, like, I don't know, like, every group, they would be like, what are your SUDs? And you'd go around, and it's a 0 to 10 scale, 0 being totally relaxed, the highest, or 10 being the highest, like, distress, fear, anxiety, discomfort that you've ever felt. Can you list them? And then we can all share where we're at. Yeah. So, okay. And they also determine, like, what skills you used because there's four different types of skills in DBT. So, one to three is your – it's, like, pretty minimal. You're, like, chilling. And so you would use interpersonal effectiveness skills, which means you can interact pretty easily with people. And then um, a four to a six is like moderate anxiety, but it's not interfering with your performance. And you would use emotion regulation skills, which what are like the emotion regulation skills? That's like the check the fact stuff and the coping ahead. And oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then seven to ten is distress tolerance. So these are like the the top this is when you would use tip and this is when you're 10 is like i need to go to the emergency room because i'm like Mm -hmm. gonna kill myself um and like at seven you like remove yourself from the situation because you can't interact with people well and then at any level you can use the mindfulness skills yeah so i'm at like i'm probably at like a four i was gonna say i i feel like i'm on a four. I feel like I'm close to being okay if I can just implement some things to, you know, not feel. Cheap. I'm judging myself. I feel like I'm not talking enough. I don't know. Do you I mean, it's early. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking tired. Do you want to share more about? Oh no! Being I just four. I'm just like being judgmental. So Don't I need to I need to practice I, I need to practice non judgmentally a mindfulness skill. Whenever Not we yeah. record, there are some things because I I 
will go back and like edit the episodes and there's I'll like say something and then my mind will instantly say you need to edit that out and I'm Aww. like okay I don't and I I end up do you edit not. these like out do you edit stuff out not really no could we edit that out please <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that into a podcast oh, I love that <laughs> but, I, but I just like think about it I'm like Caroline no one's like it's this okay. is comedy bang bang right where are we this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually televised. Oh, wow. There's a camera. This is getting there. high with Doug. Where am I? This is the, this is the Today Show. <laughs> I'm Matt Lauer. That door doesn't open. <laughs> Got my button right here. I'm okay. sorry. I shouldn't joke about that. Like, we're... It's fine. Oh. No, please kidnap me. <laughs> I always joke that if someone kidnapped me, like, I would... They would, like, not... They would... Like, not want you eventually? I'm like a psychopath like like I just like know like I yeah yeah you like, know I how feel a like psychopath would fucking would just, function and you'd they be would like, just like oh no 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 too much like too much yeah. baggage like I kidnapped the wrong girl yeah it would be like instant yes, Stockholm syndrome They'd well be like, I'd also be like great I need a vacation <laughs> where I are we know. going <laughs> I hate saying comedy jokes but I used to have a joke like being like I feel like if a murderer came to like kill my whole family and they like got to my room I would just be like oh I'll just no, I'll just live with. I'll just go with you now. Like, <laughs> I, I'll just love you forever. Like, you own me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm cool with that. Like, yes. I'll just do you. Like, whatever you are doing, we are like married. And, like, <laughs> we're married. I love that. It's like. Um, what level do you think you're at for the suds scale today? You want to look. Um, I feel pretty good. I yeah. think I'm at a, a minimal anxiety. I think I'm at a two. Oh my god, oh, I love that. Wow, I love it. When I was in treatment, it's like <laughs> when people would say they were like, it's like we'd be going around the room, and you know, like most people would be like, like six or like four, or whatever. If someone was like one or two, everyone would be like, oh yeah, and kind of like clap for I them. Like that. you're feeling calm, like good, like what's I that? Like I love it. the like support of like a, like pure like. Because it's so easy to make fun of ourselves and make fun of others for, like, oh, we get it. You're, like, mentally stable. Yeah. But it's like, no, congrats. Like, I like to say, oh, I'm mentally chill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mentally because chill. it is swingy. Like, and also, I feel my most alert, awake, and concentrated and no anxiety when I'm I just want to be talking about like mental illness like all day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which I'm like, oh, 100%. I should probably just go back to school and like finish and become mm-hmm. a therapist, <laughs> and, like, because it's clearly just like a passion. Well, come back point. on the pod anytime, and we will talk about this shit. Yeah, should we all? Just I go feel like ha- like half school? of all comedians were like psych majors. Like I famously like, <laughs> I, like almost was, gonna, was yeah do like psychology and be a therapist. Yeah, yeah. I was like missing two credits to get my double major. So <laughs> psych Brag. major present. Lol. <laughs> You don't have a psych degree for behavioral therapy. You don't need a no, psych degree. You just need a bachelor's. Well, yeah, I, I, well, and I got a, I have a BFA in theater arts, but no, they just like so hired me because I was like, nice, I know. And then, um, but now I mean, I'm, it is true. Yeah, but now I'm a registered behavior technician. I like took, I studied and like took this exam. I was, I felt so good about that. I'd never, I mean, I was in theater school for four years and I hadn't taken an exam that like 
whole time. I think it was just like essays and performance and stuff. So I felt nice. so accomplished that I was like, here's this tangible thing that I have. Oh, you wouldn't have to take exams. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love exams. Yeah. I think I took like one test for an international relations course that was like an elective and I got what like a C minus like, in that class. You just like were based like your gut critique based on like your acting? Yeah, which is also like wow. <laughs> not you, like, like that's insane. It was kind of a incredibly traumatic. That's not, that sounds like because I used college essentially a lot of people go to. I went to school for psychology because essentially I was crazy. Yeah, and like was using it as like a self help, which like they yeah. say right away they're like, do not major yeah. in this if you're like, but. Like, you, well, I just like, a, oh, I have to understand what is happening. Well, and they always say, like, like theater isn't therapy or, like, these classes aren't therapy. And yet they would, like, force our most traumatic experiences, like, out of us, like, to share about it. And then, like, I, I had a teacher, uh, my sister works in the news. And there was, like, one day there was, like, a bomb threat at her um, place of work or something like that. Something really scary. And I was, like, really shaken by it. And I went into class and I was doing a scene that was, like, a light funny romantic comedy kind of scene and then I wasn't like getting there or whatever and so the teacher pulled me aside and like literally was like what if that bomb had like oh like they would pull shit like what? that yes yes I think I think a teacher told Allie like what if your brother died in a fire or something after it's like they oh would like we would have these like off the record conversations just in passing and like my teacher I was like oh yeah my parents are divorced and this and this and la 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 just like you know outside walking to class or something and then next thing i know that was like weaponized against me yeah so really 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 like fucked up stuff and i learned a lot but it's like at what cost and so i think that's another thing to like unpack like separate my self-worth from my artistry um and to separate you know the self-deprecation from yeah and it is like when you're i mean i only so like yeah i was on the path to become a therapist and was like very lost in life until I came here and I'm still very lost in life but like mm. I was like oh I'm gonna try and do comedy whatever mm. that means um, yeah and then um then I was like oh uh there's like a weird like a little film scene here because we're obviously in the film center yeah. there's a little <laughs> film scene here it's like the whole industry like what am I talking about <laughs> oh my god if you guys, some people I guess there's dabble. like some film here yeah <laughs> If any of you guys are, like, looking to, like, get into film, like, consider, like, moving to L.A. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. It's, like, kind of fun. And, like, so I was, like, oh, okay. That, I've always wanted to, like, make little filmies, mm-hmm. too. But, like, you, you know, so then I was, like, oh, I'll just, like. So when you, I started, like, acting in my own stuff, mm-hmm. I was, just, like, oh, I'm just tapping into the fact that I have, I feel shit. so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah. like, that is, I'm, like, oh, people are, like, how do you act? I'm, like, oh, I'm crazy. Like, so I just, like. Um, it's because it's a because like if you're telling me that teachers are weaponizing your like because like to make myself cry people are like can you cry in command I'm like yeah when if I instantly could think about but I have to yeah. think about like my father died like I have to like yeah. actually get to like places that I don't think that's healthy I know it's like and then so <laughs> like the only time the main reason I wanted to even make anything is because I was like oh I haven't seen a panic attack portrayed on TV, TV film correctly yet. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, I just need to make sure people know. Yeah. And then, Did you do that? And Did then just it? like everything I make has just like this like 
panic attack in I it. I want to watch every it. single time. Right? Are you acting in it? Yeah. Did it send you into a panic attack? I kind of had to like I don't know like one time I a lot of time an evil Oprah when we did like but she's like freaking out. <laughs> oh my when god. When she's freaking out, it's just like. Yeah, it is like you have to like enter. I didn't actually get sent into panic attacks, but like I was gonna say one time I like you know fake sick. I ha- I think I in Lady early. Dynamite, <laughs> the panic attacks are pretty accurate. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Bamford is yeah, lame. yeah. Well, Legend. I was just gonna say, but wait, I didn't finish my oh, thought sorry, sorry. that I like called that I told my boss. I mean, I do have a ton of stomach problems, and I this is like honestly the only time I've ever faked sick. I don't want my boss <laughs> to listen to this anyway. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I said I was like I'm having stomach issues because they know that that's like a thing, and then the second I left, like I felt like, like my stomach started hurting, and I was like I knew it was like. I, like, put myself in this space, and I was so annoyed at myself. <laughs> okay, I just got my co-star. Let's look at it now. Sometimes all you can do is kick the can down the road. <laughs> okay. I got what? mine, too, and it said cast a spell. It just said, ca- that's it, cast a spell. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to. <laughs> Light a candle. Say a prayer. I love it. Okay, Um, is there anything else you want to say about DBT? I mean, there's like a lot <laughs> like um, to wrap up. I just I don't know. I like it is so interesting. It's like I'll forever learn it. <laughs> what is? Yeah, I don't have. A, I know I'm you like, have to practice have... it forever. I guess. Yeah, right. It's I mean, a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's like a. But I do think like most people would benefit from some sort of tool-based therapy because... Well, I used to think that DBT was just for personality disorders, and I think was that the original purpose, but now it's like people use it for other... Well, because it was, because she had borderline, Mm. and also, like, um, they're trying to change the name because personality disorder sounds like there's something wrong with the identity when it's actually a mood disorder, So and a lot of it's very, like, chemically based, Mm. and, like, that's... I'm not, like trying to like no that's change. really interesting no because the word the because term I don't personality like to, disorder sounds like when people hear fucked. me say that they're like ew what ew you must just have like a right. horrible personality right. and it's yeah. like and that's the old mean. me would be like oh I used I, I would be like yeah I have a bad personality but now I'm like oh no, no 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 I have a great personality I have a mood disorder like yeah 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 I have like this like ugh like this constant shift which is a fucking roller coaster i know but it sounds like you've done so much work on like shifting like i i feel very inspired after this to like do i hope so i mean it's just the thing is i gotta learn the less i gotta learn i gotta learn now because like i really 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 took it too far mm-hmm. and like i have blown up my life quite some t- like more than once but this last one was shattering in a way where like i lost someone that um wow this is turning into like a marin cast now <laughs> and i have to make a joke because i'm about to cry um and that's called coping i think uh i lost someone i love very much because of like wow um it's okay to cry i know i know i cry every day oh no yeah yeah yeah. i'm actually fine with public crying amazing i'm just acting right now (laughs) 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 and that is acting imagine (laughs) no i like i i just i i i i i yeah i yeah i like fully fully fucked up and like lost someone i love very much and like 
it was just like a real real like oh okay I never want to like I never want to make like anyone feel I never want to affect anyone that way ever like, it was like just this huge reality check of like and they were someone who like so I moved here very broken and like was like oh I'll do stand up to not kill myself but really I was like very suicidal and like very close to like ending my life and like it was like a last leg type thing and then so like this person also like really believed in me and like helped me like was like mm-hmm. help my was like oh I'll believe in I literally believe in your voice and I believe like your voice should be elevated and because I had no self confidence and I had mm. no I was like I probably would have moved out of L A if it wasn't for this person so it's like it was just like a huge just like oh I feel like they helped me and I was so selfish and like just like just so selfish so controlling so like and then was like oh and then recently because of the dbt and like therapy and everything like i realized like i'm starting now and also alan on all the programs like mm-hmm. i'm now learning to forgive myself mm. it's so i feel that's such a big part of because, it because yeah. yeah it's just like and oh we I love to are all trying our, the yeah. best we can with the tools that we have and mm-hmm. it's so like it's so hard to accept that it's just like it's so hard to accept that we are it's like blindly trusting the process of life, which is so Mm. hard, but like, just like it, there's comfort in just being like, okay, I guess there is a reason I'm like, I guess I'm like this, I'm where I'm at because for this, uh, accepting just where you're at and who you are and not like comparing like, oh, I should be, should be quote unquote working more or playing more. It's like, once we get rid of that way of thinking, I think we will all feel like less pressure and just like more open to want to just like I don't I also just like wasn't myself like I feel like yeah. I'm a different per like you guys didn't know me before but like Jake do I seem like I'm a little bit of a different person or do I seem the same uh, you a different or the same I'm like still me but like yeah. I was like really on edge all the time and stuff or yeah. I mean when I met you you were just not even like just completely just starey eyed <laughs> just like I was not well so like Mm. it was just like always on edge always like two seconds from a panic attack (laughs) always and then like so with borderline you and then everyone's like well you seem like fine but (laughs) you take everything out usually on one on the person that's closest to you Mm -hmm. so like behind the scenes it was just like me taking out literally lifelong baggage trauma everything on this on one person that like is so hard because it's like we can't be like doing that to each other we can't put our shit onto other people like and even like when you guys were talking about dating now and being like oh i want to put it all out up front and be like i'm crazy i'm trying like i like don't subscribe to that anymore because i'm like oh i don't know there's like an excuse it's like there's no excuses for our behaviors like i don't want my behaviors to be excused anymore like i don't want to be like oh i'm mentally ill so i'm going to be able to be having panic attacks or i'm i'm threatening to kill myself in the relationship so you like stay with me like i'm just like don't want to do that shit anymore yeah i just want to like myself and then be around like like like-minded people who i also like like it's just like very simple living yeah i don't think that's Mm. too much to ask more yeah and yet it like when you start it feels like that's an insane thing to ask for yeah it's hard but that's what we all deserve yeah it's hard and it's also just like yeah it's tiring it's also tiring to be mentally ill i know and i'm like oh i just like can't i can't 
I can't keep, I can't live in the shit anymore. Like, I have to fucking get above it or I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to die. None of us are. And, like, <laughs> we're going to live forever. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, it's not, like, I don't know. And I get really passionate about suicide in ways where, like, I'll, like, see people, like, tweeting online that they're going to, like, kill themselves. And I'll reach out, like, way too far, which is my, like, codependency. Mm. But I, and I have to really, like, stop with that stuff yeah. but like no, I it, it is scary because like it is so like it's well, such and like the, the easiest is... thing to go to yeah like we all joke about it we're all like well i'm gonna kill him. and it's just like oh wait but art like art well and, and in the com- comedy community we've had so many I know. suicides that it's like it's it's i know scary, it's scary but a lot of the suicides are from uh most people it's a lot of them are from which is why we all have to be also very careful is uh oh medication yeah 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 so very, very careful. Gotta stay safe. Gotta stay safe and, like, just communicate. And, like, there's people, like, you guys are doing this podcast about, like, mental illness. Like, it's, like, people are, there are people, like, yeah, who w- listen, understand, and, like, want to be compassionate and understanding and connect. And, like, that's the world I want to live in. And that's also, like, the comedy world I want to, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This has been such a good conversation. Thank you for sharing <laughs> Thank you your so wisdom. Much for being here. <laughs> Thank you guys. I had a this was really nice. This yeah. was like Yeah, this was great. Really, really nice. Thank you. Well, do you have any upcoming shows or anything you want to promote for the clit letters out there? Hey clit letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like like I said, I just took like nine months off comedy. But um I guess do you guys like have a can you if you want to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's yeah, what yeah, we talk yeah. about, yeah. Twitter, Bagori. Or, actually, wait, I have a YouTube page. I yeah, have, you do. Yeah, I watched yeah. your suicide planner thing and <laughs> fucking died. It was so funny. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that one. The one I, I remember I really is it. the one where you, like, lose your phone in your bedroom. Oh, 127 seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That one's so <laughs> funny. Cool. That's oh my God. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's so funny because that's obviously based on the movie 127 yeah. Hours. Yeah. And when I was visiting my best friend in Colorado, um, she on her fridge had a picture with the guy in the Aspen Times. She what? lives in Aspen. And I'm like, Liz, you met and ha- and are published with the oh guy the guy that God. James Franco played. played. You psycho. And I'm like, show him my video. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And oh like, I'm like, you're like doing like real shit. And I'm like, like, like losing like, my mind in my I... bedroom. I'm like, <laughs> like, ask him to share it. Like, yeah, <laughs> really? Oh my God. Um, okay. You know the deal. I'm at Caroline Honey, H-O-E-N-E, um, on Twitter and Instagram. Watch my web series called Dating Myself on YouTube. And, but also, I don't know. It feels weird to like plug all of us after this conversation because I'm like I don't want to work as much but whatever so go outside I know okay so watch my shit and also like go outside and play yeah I love it and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsey Rochetteco R-O-S as in Sam H as in Henry E-T as in Tom K-O and watch um, Daily Flower Report on YouTube and Elephant Hill on Vimeo I tried to make a new episode of elephant hill on ambien and it didn't work out um yeah so i can imagine wait should that. i say the letters of my name or people will find it we just do we'll that put the it in same the show every time people like me, well kelsey for some reason thinks people are gonna not 
No one knows how to spell my last name. Oh. It seems so straightforward to me. It's but I guess because I love you and I know you. Yep. Yeah, no people get in they a say, like Rashecka, like whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, then I think people think my last name when I say honey, they think it's like H O N E Y, or people think my last name is is pronounced like Hohenemeyer, and I'm like it's Honeymeyer. <laughs> cutest last name. Thank it's you. So cute. Isn't it? Honeymeyer. Really like Honeymeyer. Um. On that note. Let's all right. Well, thanks. For see you next time. In. Thank you for coming in, Thank Tara. You. Toodaloo.